2: And it is Shrove Tuesday, so happy Shrove Tuesday, or otherwise known as Fat Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be a great day, praise be to God. But tomorrow we kick off the holy season of Lent. Are you ready? Are you prepared for your penitential season? Uh, we had a great conversation on Friday with a local Dominican priest about preparing. And uh, So don't forget, it has to be penitential, Okay. I'm not going to like pick up and like read more about self-help books during the Holy Season of Lent. It has to have some form of suffering, just a little bit anyway. In fact, the Gospel today, I think, touches on this theme. And so we'll be diving into that here in just a little while with uh, the Saint of the Day, Gospel Day. Plus, we have breaking news and stories. We're going to catch up with the latest information coming out of the Russia-Ukraine story. A 40-mile-long convoy of Russian armored vehicles still headed towards Kiev. Not sure how long that takes to get there. But they're they're still headed that way. Speaking of convoys, did you know, you might have missed this, in all of the Russia-Ukraine news that we and other people have been covering, did you know there was a trucker convoy on its way to D.C. right now? It started in California. It's now making its way past Oklahoma into Missouri and on its way to to Washington, D.C., to be there for the State of the Union by President Joe Biden. So we're going to cover a bit of that story today since it's sort of gotten lost in the news. What is the status? What are they asking for? All that and much more. Uh, The poison control centers are warning that there are toxic chemicals in your at-home COVID tests. Boy, that's fun, huh? So there's a lot of news that we're going to cover today on the program. So sit back, relax, and it's possible we might be speaking with retired Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. He is, to date, the only person to be uh, court-martialed, held responsible for anything related to the Afghan withdrawal. So we've uh, we've reached out to him, and he may be joining us later this hour, so stick around for that. Or we might be speaking to Tito Edwards. He is the editor-at-large for big pulpit.com, watch, and others. So a lot to get into today. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Hey, good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. It's good to see you. I'm ready to go. Are I'm you? gonna
3: I'm gonna hop into my truck right after, uh-huh. right after the show. Yeah. I'm gonna head yeah. to Washington, DC.
2: Oh, I thought you I thought you were gonna go to Kyiv. Both. You're gonna stop at DC and then on your way to Kiev. I
3: have a little layover in Washington, DC. <laughs>
2: Speak you know who's in Kyiv, right? you know who's in Ukraine right now filming? Who? Sean Penn. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, he's trying to film the he's trying to document the the war in, in Ukraine. He huh. apparently showed up in perfect time for the invasion. He was there before the invasion, ready to go. Fascinating. I yeah. wonder if he picked up his uh his Kalashnikov yet. I pff, I don't know. I don't know. Sean <laughs> Penn, who knew? Speaking of actors, uh, Adrian One Sekis here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian.
4: Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be a crisis actor. I mean, it's good to be here.
2: (laughs) Are you claiming Sean Penn is a crisis actor? No. Have you seen any of his films? Who? Sean Penn.
4: I don't know who Sean Penn is. Sean Penn. No. He's, wow. Give me an example.
2: How do you spell Sean? (laughs)
4: S-H-A-W-N.
2: No, I think he spells it (laughs) S-E-E-A-N. No, that's scene. (laughs) Scene Penn? We're talking about Sean. Sean Penn. He he and Mel Gibson were in a movie uh, uh, I watched just like two weeks ago. About the man who wrote the first Oxford Dictionary. And the guy, the crazy person who helped him do it, Sean Pl- Penn, played the crazy guy. And he did a fantastic job. Excellent film. Huh. I think it's called The Professor and the Madman or something like that. Good film. Anyway. Samuel Johnson? Sam Shem- Johnson? The first guy who write, to write the English Dictionary? The Oxford Dictionary. Oh, the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah. Interesting. First diction- first be- com- like all-inclusive dictionary ever in the history of mankind. I thought it was Samuel Johnson. I don't think so. Hm. Anyway. Uh, are you ready? A show of Tuesday. Are you ready for Ash Wednesday, Adrian? Oh
4: yeah. I'm uh ready to uh to commit all my sins so I no longer have to do them anymore. That's what (laughs) Shrove Tuesday is for, right? (laughs) Is that
2: what it's for? Have you been been to New Orleans? Yeah, exactly. I know that's the practice there. There, Yeah, that's what I heard. But traditionally it's not the case. Oh,
4: Are you saying we're not supposed to commit mortal sins ever?
2: Pretty much. Oh. I mean, I'm like 99.9% sure that you're (sighs) Never supposed to kill well, <laughs> a mortal sense. No one ever told me this before. Parade. I mean, and, and not
3: on purpose. <laughs> not, on purpose. Not, on, not in a parade. <laughs> not in a parade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <right>. Oh, noted. <laughs>
2: noted. <Right. laughs> Poor New Orleans. <laughs> Have you, I, I've been to New Orleans once, and it was for Mardi Gras. And Yikes. Horrid. I don't recommend it. I uh, went on a tour in New Orleans of all the Catholic churches. It was a much better tour than uh, going to the parade. Well, here's some good news, praise be to God, uh, for your Fat Tuesday, your Shrove Tuesday. We are like 75% full on the Lenten calendar for Catholic Drive Times. Pray, fasting, and penance for heretics, blasphemers, grave sinners, and peace in the world. So there are a few dates still open, praise be to God, but we are so grateful. Carol and the family just took a date. We're very grateful to you. Thank you for that. If you would like to join us this Lent, praying, fasting, and doing penance, for the conversion of heretics, blasphemers, ardent sinners, those that we just neglect to pray for, as well as peace in the world, then join us by going to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Click on the link for the CDT Lent 2022 campaign. You'll get all the details, what we're doing, why we're doing it, and the ability to sign up, pick a day. We would love to have you on the team. Let's pray. Let's jump in. So much to get to. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now you're breaking news with Rudy Carlos.
3: Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. Today is Tuesday, March 1st, and these are your headlines. Reuters reports Ukrainian president signs formal request to join the European Union. President Vladimir Zelensky signed an official request for Ukraine to join the European Union yesterday. Zelensky has asked the European Union to allow Ukraine to gain membership immediately under a special procedure as it defends itself from invasion by Russian forces. And Breitbart reports, Senate rejects most radical abortion bill in United States history, all but one Democrat vote in favor. The Senate rejected the Women's Health Protection Act, a radical abortion bill aimed at enshrining abortion on demand and up-to-birth in federal law, as well as voiding all state laws aimed at protecting the lives of the unborn. The measure, which needed 60 votes to bypass the filibuster, failed 46 to 48, with all but one Democrat, Senator Joe Manchin, voting in favor. And The Blaze reports Governor Ron DeSantis rejects Biden's request for National Guard troops to protect State of the Union speech against trucker protest. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said he had rejected a request from President Biden to send National Guard troops to Washington, D.C. for his State of the Union address. Biden is scheduled to give his first State of the Union speech in Congress later tonight, but there is apprehension about several trucker protests headed to the nation's capital to disrupt the event and the Daily Wire reports Ukrainian soldiers who told Russian warship to expletive deleted reportedly still alive. A team of 13 Ukrainian border guards who were presumed dead after allegedly refusing to surrender are reportedly still alive and being held captive according to Ukraine's navy. The false story circulated across social media saying that the Ukrainian soldiers of Snake Island refused to stand down and were killed by the Russian navy. Snake Island sits about 30 miles from the south, uh, su- thund- southern tip of the Ukrainian coast in the Black Sea. It's about 185 miles west of Crimea. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you.
4: The saint of the day is Saint David. According to tradition, Saint David was the son of King Sant of South of South Wales and Saint Non. He was ordained a priest and later studied under St. Paulinus. And later, he was involved in the missionary work and founded a number of monasteries. The monastery he founded at Menevia in southwestern Wales was noted for extreme asceticism. I, too, like extreme asceticism. Like, sometimes, I only have one Dr. Pepper a day. David and his monk drank neither wine nor beer, only water, while putting in a full day of heavy manual labor and intense study. Around the year 550, David attended a synod at Breva in Cardiganshire, and his contributions at the synod are said to have been the major cause for his election as primate of the Cambrian Church. He was reportedly consecrated archbishop by the Patriarch of Jerusalem while on a visit to the Holy Land. He also is said to have invoked a council that ended the last vestiges of Pelagianism. David died at the monastery in Manivia around the year 589 and his cult was approved in 1120 by Pope Callistus II. He is revered as the patron of Wales and undoubtedly St. David was endowed with substantial qualities of spiritual leadership. What is more, many monasteries flourished as a result of his leadership in good example. His staunch adherence to monastic piety bespeaks a fine example for modern Christians seeking order and form in their prayer
2: life. Saint David, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The Gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 10 verses 28 through 31. Peter began to say to Jesus, we have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen. I say to you, there is no one who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. But many that are first will be last and the last. We'll be first, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You might recall that we covered this uh, particular passage, I think it was last week, maybe. But also, just yesterday was the story of the of the rich man, the young man who comes to the Lord. What must I do to be saved, coming to him like one of the doctors of the law, not necessarily as the Messiah, and our Lord responded to him. We covered that yesterday. Well, this is what comes right after that where Peter's like, "Whoa, we give up everything for you. like, what does this mean? Help us out here." The Venerable Bede said, But in saying this, he does not mean that we should leave our fathers without helping them, or that we should separate ourselves from our wives, but he instructs us to prefer the glory of God to the things of this world. Close quote. Venerable Bede, pray for us. I particularly loved how in the Church Fathers, as quoted in Thomas Aquinas' work, you know, he, they were sort of debating or talking about the issue of 100 wives. What? Are we supposed to receive 100 wives? Really? Like, you might recall that the—I mean, the Muslims, not at the time of Bede or Theophilicate or any of those, but later on, the Muslims, they believe that if you die, you go to heaven, you're your man, you get 70 wives. So there was some int- interesting conversation about that. But Theophilicate said this. And what is more wonderful, they are to be persecuted and oppressed. For it is with persecutions that the saints are to possess all things. For which reason there follows, but many that are first shall be last, and the last first. For the Pharisees who were first became the last, but those who were left all and followed Christ were last in the world through tribulation and persecutions, but shall be first by the hope which is in God, And I think this is the point that I'm trying to express today. You know, we sometimes read—I shouldn't say sometimes— we a lot of times read sacred Scripture from the surface level. You know, we get caught up in the surface reading, and you've got to dive deep to the original intent of the author. What is the author trying to convey? And how is that in keeping with the other parts of sacred and divinely inspired and revealed uh, Scripture? We have to take this as a whole. And too often, we, we look at Scripture, and we get caught up saying, oh, it's raining cats and dogs, which means cats and dogs should be falling from the sky. That is not the case. Clearly, clearly what our Lord is trying to say is that when you prioritize the world, the flesh, and the devil, or even just your earthly bloodline relationships over that of the kingdom of God, then your priorities aren't in keeping. It's the small things. Hadock's commentary, quoting applicate, said, For small things have power of attaching us to them and of exciting our passions. Therefore, he that forsakes his small possessions shall be a partaker of the blessings of Jesus Christ. This kind of reminded me of St. Therese of Lisieux in her little way. And how she would say, I get whatever I want from God because I want whatever he gives me. Realign your priorities this Holy Lent. Realign your priorities. Give up on what you hold dearly and ask God what does he want. Give up the small things. doesn't have to be the big ones. Just the small things. For me, giving up coffee. One of my last sits until, until, I guess, uh, Monday, Thursday. Hey, we'll be right back. More count Drive, of times ahead next.
0: Atheists often justify their atheism by saying there's no scientific evidence for God. But this is problematic for two reasons. First, science can no more detect God than a metal detector can detect plastic cups. God, who is a material, is beyond the scope of scientific inquiry because science is restricted to detecting matter. This leads to a second critique. The argument confuses method with reality. Science's inability to detect God says nothing whether or not God exists. It's simply a manifestation of the limitations of its detecting powers. To say God doesn't exist because science can't detect him is to confuse the limitations of the method for knowing reality with what is real. So it really doesn't matter that science can't detect God and therefore is not a justifiable reason to be an atheist. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com.
2: Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, it's a good chance we're going to be talking to Tito Edwards. He is the editor-at-large for BigPulpit.com and CiviWatch. We're going to catch up on the latest uh, information in the blogosphere, the Catholic blogosphere and beyond, especially as it pertains to the Russia-Ukraine story. There was a, a, a story out this morning that I saw the, uh, the Greek Catholic uh, patriarch or bishop is basically making claims that they, the Russians were putting women and children on their tanks to use as human shields. So we may cover that story and more coming up at 35 past the hour. But I want to cover a story that has been lost in the headlines due to the Ukraine situation, which we pray for an end to the conflict there and a restoration of their sovereignty. But uh, here's the story out of the Epic Times. The headline goes, U.S. trucker convoy swells as it moves across country to D.C. I wonder, I'm just curious, did, had you heard of the American trucker convoy? It's getting so little coverage in the news being swallowed up by international story that uh, I wonder how many people have ever even heard about it or and or know what the status is. So I thought we'd cover a little bit of this for you today. The largest truck convoy in the United States has grown in size since departing California and is attracting thousands of supporters as it makes its way toward the East Coast. The, quote, people's convoy, convoy, close quote, started with around 150 vehicles and has grown to more than 250 as it made its way through Texas and Oklahoma over the weekend. More vehicles have joined for stretches of time. That, along with the length of the convoy, makes it difficult to pinpoint exactly how many participants it has. Quote, it varies. Let's just say there are like 50 truckers that know the convoy is coming through and might uh, might have been going through this, this area. They'll stop at an exit, and they'll wait for the convoy to come by, and then they'll join in. They might join in for 200 or 100 miles, and then they keep going wherever they were going because they were headed that same direction. Uh, Maureen Steele, one of the convoy's organizers, told the Epic Times, going on to say, "And then there are cars that join, and some of them go for 30 miles, some go for 100 or 200. Then they drop off." Close quote. Colin Walters joined the convoy for about 25 miles, saying, "Quote: This is a movement that everybody should be supporting. This is a national event. This is making history." Walters told the Epic Times, "It's pretty exciting." Kathy Walters, his aunt, said she opposes COVID-19 vaccine mandates such as the ones the federal government imposed. She sees them as violating America's free will. Convoy organizers say they're against vaccine mandates. The federal government continue the federal government's continuation of a national emergency declaration over COVID-19 and other actions by the Biden administration. Well, the goal here is apparently to get the convoy to D.C. in time for President Joe Biden's uh, his State of the Union address. And it's interesting to me because several things. One, look, you remember like last week we were talking about Canada, Emergency Powers Act, the trucker convoy that got smashed, the video I was watching a video last night. That someone put out, and uh, the headline was "This is not in Ukraine, this is in Canada and It was all these clips of the police and the uh, the Royal mounted Police up there basically brutally squashing the trucker convoy and uh, being very aggressive, I mean very aggressive and and then member Trudeau said, we covered it, we talked about it. We had the gentleman on from Breitbart to talk about it that uh, There was no real necessity to end the Emergency Powers Act so quickly. They were holding on. In fact, they were going to make some of it permanent, especially that uh, tracking of your finances, shutting off your bank accounts, preventing you from even doing transactions, even in the cryptocurrency sphere. And then all of a sudden, it got shut off. All of a sudden, very quickly, total reversal got shut down. Everybody focused on the Russia-Ukraine story. All while in America, the organizers were gearing up, preparing for this, and again, it just sort of got lost in the in the melee of the international news. But what gets me about this story is, so they're gonna they're convoying across the country, praise be to God. And yet, America seems to me now, maybe I'm living in a bubble, maybe maybe just I'm living in a bubble, and I I just am so blessed to live in a state where. We haven't really had the same kind of experiences as that you're having in New York, for instance, or in Boston, Massachusetts, right now, or even in Washington D.C. Possibly, let alone other places like, you know, California or Oregon, or other places like that. We, we've we been pretty lax overall when it comes to mandates here in the great state of Texas, or even mask mandates. I mean, there are a lot of people still wear masks. I mean, whatever, that's fine. But as far as forcing people to do it, it's really not been like it has been elsewhere. And I wonder, it, it, America feels like it's getting past this already. I mean, I just saw uh, a headline out of the Daily Wire this morning. It says, California, Washington, Oregon to lift school mask mandates. So it looks like even some of your most notoriously center left states who have wholeheartedly embraced this kind of uh, action during the pandemic are even they are are easing off. So I wonder if there's still a great need or are we are we at risk of going backwards? I mean, I think the CDC has even uh, issued new guidelines to suggest that they should back off the mask mandates. So it seems very interesting to me. And I wonder if it's a little too late for a trucker rally trucker convoy like the one in Canada to have the same kind of impact, because that was a huge story. I mean, a really big story, it it was reverberating all over the world. And is it too late? I wonder. Rudy, you have any opinion on that? Um,
3: you know, it, it's funny that some of these things were lifted as uh, news started breaking of the trucker convoy moving towards DC. I, I wonder if that was in response to the trucker convoy. Maybe they, they saw they saw what was going on in Canada and they thought, oh, this is definitely going to take off here in the United States. But as you mentioned, you know, it's not getting a lot of coverage. Um, I was talking to my wife yesterday that she mentioned that the, the convoy moved through Texas last night. I had no idea that they were here. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have talked about it a little bit more. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I, it's, it's also interesting to see the walls come back up in, in the Capitol in, the yes. capital, uh, in De- response to
2: this. DeSantis is saying he's not sending troops this time. Right to participate in that.
3: Well, I don't think it's necessary.
2: I don't think so. It wasn't yeah. necessary the first time. Right. You remember how long they had the the fence up around the mall? Yeah, it's odd. For like months and months. It was odd. And then seeing our troops sleep on the on the you know parking garage floor. I mean, it was it was really ridiculous.
4: I think it was posturing, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, you know? for sure.
4: I think one thing the one problem with this trucker rally is the fact that there's not a clear vision of what they want to do. And the second problem is rumor is. That Biden plans to, on lifting the mandate anyways at the State of the Union right. address, and so if that happens, it's just going to look just like, what are we doing? Well, like it's just going to be uh,
2: yeah. everything's going to fall flat. Mm-hmm. And then I feel bad for the people who went through the effort of organizing the rally, organizing the convoy. You know, right. it's like uh, unfortunate timing almost. But I will say this though, as one of our listeners, Lisa, and our on our live video stream is reminding us. Many people have lost their jobs to these mandates. It's true. Mm -hmm. Many people have been. I mean, we covered this story on the Hershey's case as an example. Let alone companies like United Airlines, you know, going above and beyond what the government asked them to do in order to ensure that all of their employees were going to comply. But in the Hershey's story, uh, they quoted Pope Francis. They 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 lambasted their employees for taking religious exemptions when the, the pope has said, you know, it's OK to get this stuff done. So we covered that story. And it is a tragedy to see that so many people were impacted and affected by these things. And now we're just going to we're just going to move on, I guess.
3: And we know now that there are ethical vaccines. I mean if you were to take a vaccine, I don't think anyone should have to take a vaccine or be forced to or be strong-armed, you know, coerced into taking it to keep their job. But there are eth- there is an ethical vaccine that we can't even get here in the United States. And
2: I'll repeat. I've said this a bunch of times on this show. Okay. For those bishops, to include His Holiness Pope Francis who have said, you know, you should get vaccinated. I mean, Cardinal Peroline, the, the many in the Curie have said this. Many U.S. bishops have said, you've, you've got to get the vaccination. Okay, where is the outcry from you, dear bishops, to, to ask the FDA to approve one of these vaccines that has not been tainted with aborted fetal cells? There are a couple out there. But they're not getting through the FDA because there's not enough money involved for those people with a hand in the pocket. So where is the outcry from the USCCB? Where is the outcry from the uh, from the Curie in Rome to to demand that the FDA make this available to Catholics who have conscientious objections to participating in a drug, a medical treatment that has been tainted with the board of fetal cells? I mean, Hello. I, you have an option, and you're not putting pressure on the FDA to approve this? Why? I wonder. I wonder why. It doesn't make any sense to me. But, uh, you know, I don't know. The convoy is going to make its way. I know the D.C. is not wanting them there. What will happen? Will they receive a strong arm of, of resistance from local police authorities, National Guard, or whatever? I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll update you on that. But it just, I found it curious that I've, I've seen... Almost no coverage, exactly, of this story, <laughs> and then I'm um, like, what, "What? What's going on there?" So it looks like though it's not like a massive, massive rally, like our convoy, not like the one yeah. that was in Canada.
3: It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have the numbers that we saw in Canada. Um, and I, I wonder why I was thinking about this today. Is it maybe because Americans don't want to take the time off of work? <laughs> like Americans yeah. are notorious for not taking vacation time. <laughs> yeah. So like, where are these people? You know, obviously there's there's people here who, who don't agree with this. And, right. uh, you know, we stand with you guys. But, you know, get out
2: there. Yeah, it's in Oklahoma. There was a lot of people on the overpasses and gathering in crowds, cheering the convoy on as it passed by. And I imagine that's going to be the case, you know, probably all the way to Maryland and Virginia. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'll see what happens after that. But even in D.C., they're backing off of mask mandates. Yeah. So, I mean, congratulations. You I will mention this
3: too. you know, one of the stories that that came out, Mm -hmm. I believe it was a week ago or two weeks ago. Uh, Said that the organizers of the convoy were being careful not to disclose information of where they were meeting because of Antifa because of Antifa or or some sort of resistance to their their gatherings. So maybe that kind of hurt them in the end. I'm not sure. We'll see.
2: You know, the other thing that gets me about the the Canada story is the ability to governments to shut you off financially to Mm -hmm. give you no ability to uh, to buy and to sell. Uh, You know, PayPal is a cooperator in that, and that was one of the conversations I wanted to have with Stuart Scheller, who's been cut off his bank, his PayPal account frozen. You know, it is a dangerous world you live in. You know, my wife and I just made the decision to fire big banks in our lives. And so we have been doing that, getting rid of big banks and going small, going local to try to limit as best we can the ability to uh, for these uh, overreach, for this kind of overreach in your life. And unfortunately, I'm still in. I still have a PayPal account, but unfortunately, PayPal is a, a big supporter of these ESG scores, social credit scores. Oh, your politics aren't right. Oh, you don't support this agenda and that agenda. Oh, you're not into you know the climate change. Oh, you're not into this, and and therefore you don't have a right to be a citizen in the digital world, and you don't have a right to have transactions. So it's a very concerning thing. So we do support freedom, of course, and uh, it'll be interesting to follow what happens, and we'll update you when we know more. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We have breaking news and stories. through to Carlos, and then probably Tito Edwards is going to be on with us to catch up with him. We'll be right back. More Catholic Drive is headed your way.
7: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church is just out of touch. It's going to have to change if it ever hopes to be relevant in today's world. But G.K. Chesterton says, we do not need a church that will move with the world. We need a church that will move the world. It's not that the church has to change, it's that the world has to change, and it's up to us, as the church, to change the world. That is the call to conversion. We don't convert the world by giving in to it. Chesterton says, the world is converted by the saint that contradicts it most. I guess that explains why in an age that worships money, sex, and power, the most influential woman in the modern world was a tiny little nun taking care of the sick and dying in the streets of Calcutta. Want more than a minute? Visit Chesterton.org.
3: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired, and now more headlines. site reports Canadian judge denies bail to a second Freedom Convoy organizer. Pat King is the latest Freedom Convoy organizer from Canada to be denied bail by a judge after Freedom Convoy organizer Tamara Lick was also denied bail last week. King, one of the more visible faces of the convoy movement, faces various charges including mischief and counseling to commit mischief for protesting against COVID-19 mandates. Breitbart reports Alaska Governor Dunleavy says, Our oil is cleaner than Russia's. We can supply ourselves and allies, if we're allowed to, by Biden. Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy stated that Alaska is ready to do its part in helping the U.S. reduce its dependence on foreign energy if Biden's administration will allow it to do so, and argued that oil from Alaska is better for the environment than oil from Russia. He says, quote, we still import oil from Russia, which, which makes no sense to us here in Alaska. You know, they worry about many of the, the, excuse me, the worry by many environmentalists is if you drill in Arctic Alaska, you're somehow going to spoil it. Do people really think if you drill in Arctic Russia that they are going to have tougher environmental regulations than we are? That's simply not true. And at the same time, we're going to supply ourselves and our friends with American oil if we're allowed to do that. That just makes for a better national security, and again, a lower price at the pump." And The Blaze reports, in case of nuclear attack, government advises face masks and social distancing in shelters. The Ready Campaign, a government program meant to prepare Americans for emergencies, advises Americans to maintain six feet of social distance and to wear face masks when sheltering indoors to avoid nuclear fallout. According to the campaign, you should find shelter in the nearest brick or concrete shelter following a nuclear explosion. After removing contaminated clothing and washing areas of the unprotected skin, you should protect yourselves from COVID-19. And those were your headline news this morning. I love you.
2: Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Uh, Don't forget, we are about, I don't know, 75% or so covered on the calendar for the holy season of lent so what we're doing the catholic drive time team is put together a uh, an effort during the holy season of lent to pray to fast and to do penance for great heretics blasphemers ardent sinners uh, for those that uh you know for peace in the world but for those souls that get forgotten and we don't sacrifice for them and our lady warned us in 1917 not to forget or to forego fasting prayers and penance or acts of reparation for those souls, too, because too many go to hell. So we have put together this campaign, and we want to cover every single day in the holy season of Lent to uh, pray. And we're gonna we're including the Golden Arrow Prayer. And you might remember yesterday we talked to Mike from RTF about the Golden Arrow Prayer uh, and the Holy Face of Jesus, which today is the feast day. Praise be to God. And uh, so i got the calendar on the website. There's some open days still, especially in April. Needs some coverage there, praise be to God. But there's a few days left in March as well. Right now I see the 20th is open, the 26th is open, the 27th is open, and the 31st is open in March. So we want to get those days covered up. And uh, so if you could help us by picking a day, you get to choose the penance. We ask that you follow the church's guidelines on fasting and abstinence. And then, of course, pray the Golden Arrow prayer for our intentions. And we would be awesome. It would be awesome to have you on the team. So just go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And you can see the link that says CDT Lenten 2022 campaign. Click that, and you'll be able to see all of the, the instructions, what we're doing, why we're doing it. You'll see the calendar. With all the names of people who have signed up so far, you'll see the open dates, and then you can sign up and pick a day for you and your family to join us on the campaign. So, again, the website is uh, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Praise be to God. Joining us right now on the phone is Tito Edwards, editor at large uh, at civiwatch.co and bigpulpit.com. Good morning to you, Mr. Edwards. <sighs> Good morning, Joe McClain. How are you all doing this morning? Praise be to God, we are alive, and that counts. How are you?
8: Yes, terrific. I feel great. Uh, a bit somber, though, due to the conflict, the war that's raging right now in the Ukraine.
2: Yeah, for sure. Oh, you know, I wanted to, I, real quick, I saw this story, uh, news.ugcc.ua, apparently the, uh, the Ukrainian Or Catholic patriarch has uh, put out a statement, asking for prayers, obviously. But he made a statement saying, I don't know if you've heard about this, Tito. It says, we have seen the atrocities and inhumanity of those who kill us. They put children and women on tanks and cover themselves with them like a human shield to bring death and destruction even deeper into the heart of Ukraine. Have you heard of that? No, no. That I have not come
8: across. Is is that coming from the official website of uh, the Eastern
2: Rite Catholics? So the the website is news.ugcc.ua, and uh, it was it was linked up over on Catholic Culture. It's where I found it. But Information Resource of Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church is sort of the website, and it's a pretty bold statement. And it's, uh, here's the point, and I, this is where I want to get you to comment on it, Tito Edwards. There's been a lot of n- dis a disinformation. There's been a lot of not trustful information when it comes to this particular conflict. You've got Correct. pictures and video that's being circulated that is not recent. It's from times past, and you've got fake stories out there, uh, twisted stories. You just never really know what to believe and what to, what to trust. What say you, Tito Edwards?
8: I I believe so. There, there's been a lot of uh, you can say propaganda from both sides. Uh, the famous one is being the Snake Island uh, yes. Port, where they apparently the, the soldier is still alive. So I understand the zealousness of getting information out, but uh, that that does not serve the purpose if you're trying to get the world on your side.
2: Yeah, I understand. Hollywood's already producing a film on it. Uh, it My it, good. It ought, <laughs>
8: yeah, it ought to I be interesting. It, yeah, sure.
2: Sean Penn is, uh, apparently
8: Sean Penn is filming a, a quick documentary, and the last thing we heard was he's running towards the border, the Polish border. Yeah, That's the last we heard of him, so, and that's a true story.
2: Yeah, I know, we talked about that at the beginning of the hour. Uh, there's a gentleman from, from England who has a YouTube channel, and i was been watching his vlogs. He went into Ukraine the day before the invasion. He speaks fluent Ukrainian, Polish, and Russian, so he was able to walk around. So he was interviewing people. Wow. He was interviewing all these people in in Kiev, and then he went to a, to a village on the border with Russia, and he was interviewing all these people, these Ukrainians. And they're like, "Yeah, no big deal. It's not nothing's going to happen. It's fine." And then the very next day, the, the the invasion happens, and then I watched him yesterday again. He's finally able to escape by train <laughs> into Hungary. Uh, So it's a very interesting and confusing story, but you've been covering the latest on this at CiviWatch.
8: Yes, a lot of things have been transpiring on the ground. If there's any particular question you'd like to ask, I'm overflowing with information. Uh, But uh, basically, the resistance was unexpected by Putin, and the result of the Ukrainian people has, has surprised themselves and the world in a nutshell.
2: Well, let me ask you, uh, Civilization Watch is one of your websites. This is one we're talking about, civwatch.co, civ-, C-I-V, watch.co is the website. Um, tell me about the sources that you choose from. I, going back to what we said a minute ago, I find it hard to trust some things. I've been watching a variety of news outlets, reading varieties of articles, just trying to get a sense of what's right and what's wrong. How are you weaving that very difficult issue? as soon
8: as i find out a, a bad link is is not, is incorrect I, I delete it but as far as i just i go to the sources that i trust that i've been going over these past few years and then i i try to cross reference it as i'm coming across other news stories to to ensure it's it's correct uh the most sensational ones like the one you mentioned from that news.ug or whatever it is mm-hmm. I, I i don't link to the, those kind of stories uh i, I tr- if i see something from uh <clears throat> from Eastern European cross reference with some from a trusted Western source then it for me that's that's how I source it but it, it's very difficult to tell because this is the fog of war or as the famous German war strategist class which says this is the friction where reality meets the plan and the plan never works
4: you know Tito correctly. you know I was thinking about this whole situation and you know having discussions in my apartment with my uh, roommates, and we are i mean the thing is. There's so much information coming out from Russia, from Ukraine, from American media. And it becomes very difficult to trust anything that we've been talking about this this whole time. But the uh, little slightly different context is the fact that because the mainstream media and all the leftists and all the people who hate God and hate the church are advocating for Ukraine and are against Russia, it has caused many uh, Catholics to side with Russia because they're like, well, I mean, if everybody is, a, if everybody that we know is bad is is against Russia and for Ukraine, that must mean that Russia is a good guy and Ukraine is a bad guy. Uh, what do you think about this situation?
8: I think social media in particular and the media in general, especially most major n- news outlets, and that includes both the left and sources such as One American News and Fox News, have are greatly emotionally invested in this uh more so than anything else in part, in especially because Ukraine is a European country and it, it, <clears throat> we are a, a nation of many though uh we do have a European uh strong stream within us as in, as the uh, uh, America and so it's easy for us to identify with Ukrainians and the emotional investment is skyrocketing um, as for those Catholics that are, are <laughs> rooting for Putin, I, I can see how that can happen, and I say I can see that, but I, 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 do, not, <laughs> I do not understand why. If that's the case, you need to get off of the, those, need, those people, need to get off of social media. I strongly suggest don't watch anything over TV, any of the news, mainstream news organizations. Um, That that would be my perspective.
2: Hold that thought. Tito Edwards is our guest. He is the editor-at-large of Civilian Watch, CivWatch.co, and BigPulpit.com. We're going to be right back with more from Tito Edwards.
4: Howdy. This is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern. Right here on the Waterloo Bay Radio Network, and I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you.
3: This is a messy family minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. For some couples, praying together is very natural, but for others, prayer may feel awkward or forced. The truth is, there is real power in spouses praying together. So how can couples pray together more?
2: You can begin by blessing each other and your children in the morning, or engage in communal prayer together like the rosary or the mass. You can also ask your spouse how can you
0: pray for them, intercede for them and their needs throughout your day as you are driving or cleaning.
3: When parents need guidance in making decisions for the family, this is when the two of you should come before the Lord in faith and ask for help, and when you fall or make poor choices, you should also repent together and ask the lord for his forgiveness and mercy
0: growing in your prayer life is
9: an essential way to develop and deepen your relationship but also a way for you to support your
2: spouse and love them more profoundly a three-fold cord is not easily broken to hear more visit us at messyfamilyminute.org Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Cabot Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Jesus Robles, friend of the show, just took March 31st. Praise be to God. Thank you very much for that, Jesus. Very grateful to you joining us in praying, fasting, and doing penance this Lent for ardent heretics, blasphemers, and peace in the world, praise be to God. That leaves the 20th, the 26th, and the 27th still open in March, and then that will be completely covered. Got us so very good. And joining us right now is Tito Edwards. He is the editor-at-large at Civilian Civilization Watch. Forgive me, Civilization Watch. That's Civ, S-I-V, CivWatch.co, and BigPulpit.com. Welcome back to the show, Tito Edwards. Thank uh, you, Joe. I, I Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask you about some of the stories that you've linked up. And just so you know, dear listener, uh, these websites that Tita runs, these are aggregator sites. Uh, so he pulls together articles from all over the Internet, and he brings them together as like a daily release. So every day he gets up and he puts these these uh, articles out, and you can read them. But they're from a variety of, of different websites and backgrounds and outlets and he's just sort of bringing them into one place so that you can find it easy to peruse them but uh, I was particularly interested because there's been a lot of talk Tito about Russia ramping things up they're being accused of a war crime already at this point uh, by right. the uh, the cluster bombing of civilian population areas in uh, Kharkiv that happened just yep. yesterday but there's other incidents where they're already being accused of of war crimes in particular and you have an article that's, that really is talking about how it says Putin's war in Ukraine is about to turn nasty. Uh, what, is, what, do you, what is going on? This is the Spectator article. What's going on in that article?
8: I mean, what's going on in that article is basically Putin wanted a quick strike. Uh, day two would have been the end of the war when his uh, parat- Russian paratroopers, uh, special forces equivalent to the Army Rangers or Navy SEALs, would have gone in captured the cabinet and the president and executed them and gave him the opportunity to <clears throat> put in his own soldiers. So when, he gets na- what it- when the Spectator article is saying it's going to get nasty, Putin is frustrated. He just fired his top general, the chief of staff. And so <clears throat> what's going on is, is that he's going to implement what made him famous, what made him rise to prominence in the Second Chechen War. He's going to level Kiev if that's what he's going to do. Do you think he'll <laughs> use nuclear weapons? No. No. He, he, that's, that's his frustration showing that he could not get it done uh, within a two-day period that he wanted to. Now, I keep referencing the two-day period because, like I said, it's already been confirmed. He's He's fired his top general, and also a Russian national site called RAI posted an article on Saturday. As of yesterday, it's still up. And it was declaring Russian victory and explaining why Ukraine is now part of the triune Russian nation. And and so apparently they forgot to, to delete the scheduled article. Uh, a Russian analyst went and translated it and explained everything. So wow. it is apparent, yeah, that Putin what? was expecting to win. So it is just an incredible turn of events of Russian blunders and, and Ukrainian resistance that's going on. But... Sadly, uh, the next few days, it's, I believe, unless there's a change in the scenario and the, the variables, that Putin is, is sending in that 40-mile convoy of soldiers mm-hmm. and armored vehicles and tanks, they're going in for street battles and take, take out Kiev, Oof. as Russia did when, with Grozny. If anybody remembers back in the 90s, when Russia finally achieved victory in the capital of the Chechen Republic, there was not a living plant or tree standing and no building standing uh past one story it was an apocalyptic vision so Oof. i'm not i'm not saying i'm not trying to extravagate uh make it a <clears throat> something flowery it, this is going to happen it's 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 terrible the russians can be really really brutal and they made so many mistakes that they're going. It seems like they're going to retreat to their old tactics of just sending wave after wave after wave of soldiers and tanks to take take out Kiev. Wow. So, yeah, it, it's it's not pretty. I I wish I could say something better.
3: You know, Tito, there's there seems to be a struggle between vested, powerful interests, and in how the rest of us view reality. And when we look at the headlines, we, we easily get, you know, as we mentioned just a few minutes ago, we get kind of emotionally invested into a particular story. I'm wondering uh, if you could speak on what Russia's end game is. You know, some say that he wants to resurrect the USSR. Others are saying he wants to return to a Russian empire. What do you see as his end goal in Ukraine? He,
8: he wants to uh, resurrect some sort of a Russian empire, not in name, uh, but uh, as representative of Russia's glory days. He, right now he has Be- There are a little background. There are three types of, of Russian peoples. There are the Russians themselves, there are the Belarusians, and there are the Ukrainians. They're all from the same root, and they've always been considered Russian, just a, a different de- de- denonym. Mm-hmm. Uh, applied to them, so after the collapse of the Soviet Union, Ukraine and Belarus gained their independence. Fortunately, for Ukraine, they tried and attempted a democracy and it has somewhat somehow worked. Unfortunately, for belarus Lukashenko <laughs> still a Soviet governor at the time, now the leader is still there. <laughs> Imagine Brezhnev he is a Brezhnev in in Belarus and he 's gone all in with Putin despite the people 's revulsion of Putin in Belarus. So he has Belarus under his thumb. He wants Ukraine under his thumb and he wants to protect Moscow from invasion. I, I understand from a Western perspective that we believe ourselves to be a defensive alliance, meaning NATO and the West. Unfortunately, history uh, shows otherwise. And Putin is just reacting to history. The Russians have always been vulnerable in, in Moscow. Going back to the 13th century, the Mongols ran over the, uh, the Russian city-states and held them uh, in captivity for three centuries. After that, they, 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 they somehow reconstituted under the name of Russia and have endured two world wars and uh, prior to that, a Napoleon invasion. So they're they're very skittish and scared of everyone who surrounds them. So. As you can see, Russia is the largest uh, land country in the world, and that's because they have to attack as their basic form of defense. So, for that long winded history lesson, that explains why Putin, in his mind, in his circle of nationalist supporters, Ukraine needs to be part of Russia. Uh, not necessarily they're going to absorb Russia, but for Putin to control from the top down. Once he does that, he feels secure he's put his name in russian history as the 21st century peter the great of russia and so that basically is is what he's i believe from what i can read from the history leaves and from what the nationalist rhetoric is coming out of moscow and what putin's behavior has been since he took power in the late 90s is his end game so his end game now is prevent humiliation and he is going to take uh my prognosis is that he will take Ukraine as quickly as possible. And the best way to do that is to decapitate the government to prevent further bloodshed. So Kiev is the key here the next few days, because as you can see, the column of Russian armored vehicles coming in that have reached Kiev as of this morning. They began the assault. And so we're it's going to be dramatic. It's going to be horrible and the rhetoric is only going to ratchet up from the Western media. I am pro-Ukraine. I love the people of Ukraine. I love the people of Russia, but I'm not rooting for Putin. I'm just laying down Mm -hmm. what I see as the facts and information that I see before me. I'm a student of history, so I can understand, to a certain degree, Putin's vision, but I believe Putin underestimated the resolve of the West, the resolve of the Ukrainian people, And his confidence in his military strategies and upgrade in military equipment have not come to fruition as he wished to. So it's been a fortuitous, we've seen a fortuitous set of events come about and we've seen Ukraine so far, they still have control of the skies with Russia. They still have electricity, water pumping, and they have internet access. All that are very good signs that they're still alive and kicking. Amen. So we will just, amen. We what we're doing, what you're, you and Adrian have been saying this morning and the previous few days, fast and pray. Mm-hmm. If we do that, everything is in God's hands, and we ha- we can trust in God and what's going to happen. Yeah. Best case scenario.
2: We're down to it's just about a minute and a half before with our cool. guest, Tito Edwards, the editor of Civ- Civilization Watch and BigPulpit.com. We're going to link to them in our social feeds. But uh, last question, just about a minute to go here. Uh, Tito, what do you think about uh, the Pope and uh, the, their reaction from the Vatican? I mean, he walked over to make a statement, the Russian ambassador. Was that good enough? Is there anything they could do more?
8: Vatican does not have an army. That is the best they can can do. In fact, that was an extraordinary event from a historical perspective because people come to see the Pope. The Pope does not go and beg to somebody's foreign embassy that we have no relations with, official relations with. So what Pope Francis did was uh, incredible, asking for the end of war. I believe If there is a positive endgame, the Vatican may play a role in helping bring in the two constituent belligerents together to ratify some sort of peace deal and prevent further bloodshed between the two. Other than that, um, there needs to be a coup in Russia. The oligarchs are going to be squeezed, and the generals are going to be a little miffed by the direction the war is going, and Putin will be replaced.
2: Yeah, it's interesting that in all the sanctions... They didn't hit the gas tank, which could have slowed some tanks and armored vehicles down, but need, neither here nor there. We have to leave it there with the Tito Edwards, editor-at-large at Civilization Watch and BigPulpit.com. Go to civwatch.co, siv for the latest articles. Tito Edwards, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Joe and Adrian. Thank you. And Rudy, too, by the way. Don't forget Rudy. And Rudy. <laughs> Sorry, God. Rudy. God, God. 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 God love you, Tito. Have a great day. All right, that's going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. Thank you, dear listener, for joining us. I also want to thank those that have been sending me emails during the show, Eileen and Cliff and Michelle. Uh, thank you all. Jesus, uh, thank you for signing up and taking days on the calendar. We're down to just a couple of days left in March to cover. But if you can join us in the second hour, we would love to have you. You can always watch live and pick a day on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you
0: informed and inspired.
9: If you had the chance to sit down for 10 minutes with the world's greatest teacher, would you take it?
3: One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey.
9: If you said yes, you're in luck. Go take out your Bible and you can spend 10 minutes or even more with the Spirit of the Living God. Who is a better teacher or greater expert than the Holy Spirit? In his rule, St. Benedict sends us to the Bible every day and it's free second timothy tells us all scripture is inspired by god and is useful for teaching for refutation for correction and for training in righteousness if we truly believe that the bible is god's inspired word what holds us back from turning to it each day
7: for your free copy of the rule of saint benedict Visit OneMinuteMonk.com o-ne-minutemonk.com.
9: If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired Word, what holds us back from turning to it each day?
7: Hey Donnie, who were the first two people God created?
5: Adam and Eve. There
7: you go. And what did we inherit from them? As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on.
2: trove tuesday you are mere hours away from kicking off the holy season of lent praying fasting and doing penance giving alms so i hope you're ready for that i am enjoying the last last little bits of this beautiful <laughs> drink we call coffee until until till monday thursday because lent ends on thursday holy thursday right
3: that wonderful it, bean water
2: that water is that what they call that? I don't I never. Joe, I'm gonna mm. assert dominance. I'm gonna stare at you yeah. while I drink
3: my coffee in the morning. <laughs> in you? the eyes. Wait, I'm just
2: gonna take a sip. Hold on. Uh, you didn't get the memo. If I'm giving up coffee, so Everybody is everyone else, else in the office. <laughs> I mean, it, it would not be proper for y'all to drink coffee while I'm suffering. Uh, I'm, I'm teasing. I, I don't know teasing. about that. Well, at any rate, <laughs> uh coffee is just but one of the sacrifices we'll be making during the holy season of Lent which starts tomorrow on Ash Wednesday, so be ready for that. Praise be to God. Uh, you've got your plan down, you know what you're giving up, I guess. Yep. We're giving up sweets. Sweets. So you you love you were a big sweet eater already.
3: Yes, and and I I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like mm-hmm. I'm just doing it for self-improvement to okay. lose weight or uh-huh. anything. Yeah. It's actually I have no control over over what i eat so i i'm okay, just like fiending for sugar all fiending
4: the time he, he, like, disappears, and then comes back with a snicker yeah. bar. With I come Reese's back with and, uh, a bag
3: of peanut M&M's. <laughs> I love m and I look around. I'm like,
4: I you look know. to my left. and look to my right, and there's, like, a stack yeah. of candy next to him. And I'm like, yeah. what Man.
2: the? Empty raptors. Uh, raptors. It's raptors. raptors. I would like a raptor. A Ford F-150 <laughs> <a> raptor? I was thinking the dinosaur, but okay. Yeah, I was thinking the Midnight too. blue. Raptor would be nice. No, I mean, I love sweets, too. And in years past, I have really gone hardcore during the Holy Season of Lent. And I've given up those, uh, those unique specialty Belgian chocolates that you can only find in Belgium. Oh, boy. Like, you can't so just get good. them anywhere. I gave up those for Lent.
3: Fortitude, yeah. Joe. You know, that's know. what I'm working on.
2: I'm a saint. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on The Ones and Twos. Good morning Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Yeah. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. You're giving up? I'm giving up coffee. <laughs> yeah,
9: speaking. I of wanted to power. be in solidarity with you, <laughs> you,
4: and so I decided to give up coffee. Yeah, you're so welcome. Wow. Yeah, and, and the thing drinks. you don't drink. Yeah, I I'm also uh, giving up a lot of other things as well. Like uh, I'm giving up mm-hmm. uh, driving uh, a motorcycle, so I won't be driving motorcycles during Lent. Skydiving, uh, <laughs> not skydiving, be doing not that. doing it, not doing it during <laughs> Lent. Jumping, I'm giving uh, up, um, giving up things. Joining the yeah. foreign
2: mm-hmm. legion in Ukraine.
4: Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things that I'm giving up for Lent this year. So Praise be <laughs> to God. No, no. But I'm I'm uh, gonna be. Uh, my plan is to fast until. Uh, 1 p.m. every day during Lent, nice. and then partial abstinence every day during Lent. So that There's means me uh, only one meal can have uh, meat. There you go. Nice. Only
2: one? Well, God is good. Here's Except the. Fridays. Here, speaking of good news, I've got several people uh, emailing me this morning to take Praise days God. on the calendar. So if you haven't heard by now, we are launching a... 2022 Lenten campaign for the Catholic Drive Time team of prayer, fasting, and penance for world peace, right? We want to pray for peace in the world, but also in particular for the conversion of heretics and blasphemers, ardent sinners, because they tend to be the kind of people that nobody prays for. We kind of leave them abandoned on the field. So we don't want to do that. We want to offer up our Lenten sacrifices and sufferings for their conversion. And uh, what an opportunity we have as the body of Christ to come together. We wanted to cover every single day. Of Lent to do that. And right now, there's only two days left in March, the 26th and the 27th. One of them may be covered here in just a moment. We've had some people email me. And then in April, I have several days. I have the 2nd, 3rd, 5th, 7th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, and then the 14th. So there's still several days in April that need covering. And if you would like to know more about what we're doing or why we're doing it or how you might be able to pick a day, you can go to our website, You can actually see the calendar there with the names of everybody who's joined us and find the empty ones. And the instructions are there. Just go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Click on the CDT 2022 Lent campaign link at the top of the page. and It'll take you down to where all that information is. So please do pick a date. Let's cover this calendar up. Praise be to God, and we're very grateful. Tomorrow, Cheryl, my family, and Mary Hoblive are all going to be praying, fasting, and doing penance for these intentions. We'd be grateful to have you on the team again. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt. All right, this uh, half hour anyway on Catholic Radio, we're going to jump in here, pray for your intentions, dear listener, also to pray for an end to hostility in the Ukraine. And then we will have a good news story, we'll have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, and then at 15 past, uh, Adrian promises me that the phones will work flawlessly to this time, and we'll play the game show. Lying's a sin. Uh, You promised. You said you you, you believe in your tech, and you said it would work this time. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Confessions that win. At Uh, 6 (laughs) o'clock. Okay, we're going to play the game no matter what. We will suffer, we'll offer up the suffering through the game, but we'll have a contestant in some way, shape, or form at 15 past the hour for our game show. Prizes are at stake and you can win, but let's pray and jump in. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy. Hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back
3: to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And uh, now your good news story for the day. Epic Times reports adoptive mom ecstatic as son who's 21 lands his first job after doctors said he wouldn't live The adoptive mother of a 21-year-old son who was given bleak pro- who was given a bleak prognosis after being shaken as a baby is over the moon as he landed his first job Her son she says has made himself and the whole family proud of his new feat Heather and Luke Bell of Michigan are parents to eight children They started fostering after learning they couldn't have children of their own Joshua was the first child they adopted through foster care. Joshua was shaken at two weeks old and he suffered brain damage which caused some physical and cognitive issues, Heather explained to the Epic Times. We saw the doctors regularly and they were just unable to give us a specific answer concerning whether he would live to be an adult or what his prognosis would be. However, Joshua's parents didn't want to give up on him. The Bell family rallied around the toddler, Joshua, who initially couldn't walk, talk, or eat, and suffered from seizures. They supported him in every way as he learned to overcome daily obstacles. Despite frustrations, he always smiled even when he was struggling, said Heather. At 21, Joshua is doing everything doctors believed he never would, including working. In January, he interviewed for his very first job at his local grocery store, and he aced it. He interviewed with the manager and he got the job right away," said Heather. We were really proud and he was excited to tell his dad when he got the job. He started the next week. His duties include bagging groceries, helping clean the sidewalk outside, and helping those customers who can't push carts and unload groceries into their vehicles. Joshua really likes his job, said Heather, because he's in charge of clocking himself in, making his own lunch, and making sure he gets to work on time by checking his schedule. I just want everybody to know how proud I am of Josh, said Heather. He was born healthy and then he was shaken at two weeks old and has had to fight for everything and every accomplishment. I truly believe that Joshua is thankful for every day that he has. And that's really good news.
4: God love you. The saint of the day is Saint David. According to tradition, Saint David was the son of King Sant of South Wales and Saint Non. He was ordained a priest and later studied under St. Paulinus. Later, he was involved in missionary work and founded a number of monasteries. The monasteries he founded at the Meneva in southwestern Wales was noted for extreme asceticism, much like me giving up coffee, even though I don't drink coffee. David and his monks drank neither wine nor beer and only water while putting in a full day of heavy manual labor and intense study. Around the year 550, David attended a synod at Brevet in Cardian-Goshire, and his contributions at the synod are said to have been the major cause for his election as primate of the Cambrian Church. He was reportedly consecrated archbishop by the Patriarch of Jerusalem while on a visit to the Holy Land. He also is said to have invoked a council that ended the last vestiges of Pelagianism Good David died at his monastery in Manivia around the year 589 and his cult was approved in 1120 by Pope Callistus II. He is revered as the patron of Wales and undoubtedly St. David was endowed with substantial qualities of spiritual leadership. What is more, many monasteries flourished as a result of his leadership in good example. His staunch adherence to monastic piety bespeaks a fine example for modern Christians seeking order and form in their prayer life.
2: Saint David, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 10, verses 28 through 31. Peter began to say to Jesus, We have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you. There is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. But many that are first will be last and the last will be first the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Venerable Bede says, But because all do not accomplish a virtuous course of life with the same ardor as they begin it, it is presently added, But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. For we daily See, many persons who, remaining in a lay habit, are eminent for their meritorious life, but others who, from their youth, have been ardent in a spiritual profession, at last wither away in the sloth of ease, and with a lazy folly finish in the flesh what they had begun in the spirit. Close quote. Venerable Bede, pray for us. Adrian, what did you find?
4: Yes, uh, one thing that I want to bring up is the hundredfold our Lord has promised us a hundredfold for those of us who are faithful to our Lord, right? And so what uh, what will the prosperity gospel preachers teach you? Well, they'll tell you, well, if you love God and you're donating and you plant your seed, then God will give you a hundredfold. You'll become rich and famous and ever all your dreams will come true. But that's not what Cornelius Lapide says. Cornelius Lapide says that the persecutions may be taken thus that persecutions and tribulations undergone for Christ's sake are part of the reward which shall be given, together with the hundredfold to those who follow Christ. For to suffer for Christ is a great gift of God, as the apostle teaches in Philippians chapter 2, verses uh, verse 19. Whoa, think about that for a second. The persecutions that we will receive are a reward from God. Why would that be the case? Well, I would say for twofold reason. A One reason, because our Lord has granted us the grace to be able to make up what is lacking in Christ's suffering. That is an amazing thing that God has allowed us to do. What's the second reason? The second reason is, think about it this way. It is difficult to be heroic during easy times. When life is easy, when everything is provided for you, it is hard to be a hero. In fact, there's a saying that strong men make good times, but good times make weak men and weak men make bad times. And then it goes in a circle from there. Why is that the case? Because when our Lord allows these tribulations, God sends these tribulations, like you see in the book of Judges, when you see the cycle of the rise and fall of Israel, of the Israelite people, the rise and fall, why does this happen? Because whenever we have persecutions, it causes us to bunker down and it causes us to have to go back to the roots of our faith, to the tradition, traditions of our faith. But then when things get easy, we kind of cast them aside and be like, oh, well, this stuff is easy, no big deal. So if we are living in troubling times, if we're living in persecuted times, let us thank God for the opportunity to become great saints. Don't squander the chances that God has given us to become
2: great saints. All right, praise be to God. I was uh, very distracted. We had tons of great emails come through. Praise be to Jesus of uh, our incredible listeners signing up and picking a day for the calendar. So I'm very excited about this. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, let me just double check. I think all of March is covered at this point. Yes, all of March is covered. Praise be to God. We just have a few days left in April to cover. We can always double and triple up, though. So even if a day is covered and you want to be a part of it, do send us that email and sign up and pick a day. You can find all the information on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Just look for the link at the top of the page that says CDT Lenten Campaign. Click that. It'll take you to where all the information is and how you might pick a day. You can see the calendar there and everything. But I am grateful to everybody who has just signed up, Eric Rodriguez and Jackie and Lynn. Thank you, Eileen, Cliff. God love you guys. Thanks for being a part of our CDT Lenting campaign. All right. It is time to play the game Fear and Trembling. And uh, we just rebooted the phone, so let's pray everything works smoothly this time. That phone number, if you've never played before, is 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424 We'll be right back. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics?
10: 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that he give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10, do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid-fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do
0: a beacon of truth in a troubled world this is the Guadalupe radio network radio for your soul welcome to another
7: round of fear and trembling (laughs) the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants it's a 50 50 chance and prizes are involved avoid the
11: weeping and gnashing of teeth call now to take your shot
2: 877-757-9424 and now your host joe mcclain praise be to jesus christ welcome back to catholic drive time and fear and trembling the catholic trivia game show where we have a secret and hidden agenda so please do me a favor And don't tell anybody my secrets or my agendas. If you'll keep this just between us, then I can share them with you. Number one, we like to teach the faith, and we look for teachable moments in the questions, and you might learn something you did not know before about your Catholic faith. Praise be to God. And then, of course, we like to have a laugh. We like to have a good time. And our callers are not even arguably, they are the best be to jesus they're fun they laugh with us they uh, they like to have a laugh as well and we really enjoy that quite a bit and then of course we give out prizes which makes it a winner for everybody involved but if you're new here well let me explain some things to you number one we have three catholic trivia questions in front of me but i do not ask the caller the questions so they don't even know to need they don't even need to know the answers and could still win the game How cool is that? And that's because instead of asking them, I will ask Rudy, and I will ask Adrian, one of which will be correct, and the other will be incorrect, and the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And then every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what can they win?
3: Praise God. Our game show sponsor this week is Simplicity and Productivity Co., They are generously sponsoring our show with a beautiful and effective planner. And Joe, did you know that writing things down is a scientifically proven way to offload your brain and gain peace and focus while keeping track and holding yourself accountable? I thought coffee
2: did that. No? (laughs) Well. So you're saying I should keep coffee in Lent and then just write stuff down?
3: Yes. And also, get yourself a Life of Purpose Planner, which is designed for more than just keeping a schedule. It facilitates a way of life. Best of all, the Creator is a fellow Catholic, good friend of mine, Monica, thank you very much. Please check out simplicityandproductivity.com and support her store. You can also follow her shop on Instagram, at Life of Purpose Planner.
2: All right. Praise be to God. Thank you. Life of Purpose Planner for uh, helping us by giving prizes away, simplicityandproductivity.com. We're very, very grateful to you. Let's go to the phones. I want to say, it's been a while, but uh, Kim and Tony are with us again. Good morning to you, Kim and Tony. Good morning. Praise be to God. Good morning. It's good to hear your voices again. It's been a little while. Calling in from the great metropolis of Rowlett, Texas. How are you?
8: We are doing great beautiful
2: day today in Rowlett. It is, yeah. I, was it, like, just me, but on Sunday morning it was, like, completely overcast and now it's, like, blue skies and beautiful. Yes, and, yes. and it was icy on Thursday. Yeah. You, you gotta love Texas for its diversity and weather conditions, right. don't you? Right. Or you could be snowshoeing in the morning and then just burning up in the afternoon. It's crazy like that. Exactly. Tony, are you on your way to school, good sir?
6: Um,
2: yes, I am, um, and especially uh, my mom. Uh, um, she just turned um, fifty-six. Whoa! <laughs> no happy easy. birthday, mom!
4: <laughs> Don't worry, I didn't hear. I didn't hear the age. All I heard was birthday.
2: <laughs> we will not. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, Kim, happy birthday. Are you doing anything fun for your birthday today?
8: Um, well, actually, it was January, but um, yeah, we went out <laughs> to eat,
2: so that was good. <laughs> well, why nice. not celebrate today too? You should take yourself out. Maybe go to stop by Bucky's or something and do treat yourself nice uh, for for your birthday. Praise <laughs> be to God. All <laughs> right, there we go. Well, we're, ha- we're
8: having a Mardi Gras parade at school, so that'll be fun. Yay! Yes.
2: Nice. All right, you are uh, you guys are veterans. You know the game. You know how this all works. So we're going to jump in and play our game. If you are ready, Kim and Tony. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. As is our tradition, our custom, our patrimony here at the Catholic Drive Time Show, we will start with Rudy. Good morning to you, Rudy. Good morning, Joe. Uh, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Are you sure?
3: I woke up today, I put on my green tie, Whoa. and I said I'm ready. The green one? I'm going to put the green one on. Are you it's got, sure? It's got green stripes. I, I'm very sure about okay. this. Confident.
2: Like Confident. This. Okay. Uh, Rudy, can you tell me what traditionally uses the three barred cross in the in their liturgy and devotion i would I'd probably better I say, say who. who traditionally uses the three barred cross in their liturgy and devotion
3: whomst, whomst. and and the, the the people who use the three barred cross mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are those who pertain to the rasta right <laughs> the, the Mod
2: the rasta rasta ride, ride ma the rock Ra- like jamaicans ma- oh <laughs> it's jamaican man yes i see okay huh. mm. uh mm. <clears throat> adrian huh. good yeah. morning adrian good morning are you awake over uh, there yeah
4: he gave up I, coffee
2: gave up coffee i, for gave, Lent. <laughs> I gave up
4: coffee
2: Lunch so. hasn't even started oh. it's fat tuesday have a chocolate donut or something okay i might do that can <laughs> you tell me brother adrian Okay. Whomst thou traditionally uses the three-barred cross in their liturgy and devotion?
4: Who you traditionally uses three-barred cross in their liturgy devotion. Got it. Is that English? That would be the Byzantine Catholics. The Byzantine Catholics? Yes.
2: They definitely aren't the Rasta Rite Catholics. Well, they definitely are not Jamaican. This is true. This is true. Okay. Hmm. Come on. Well, <laughs> Kim and Tony, <laughs> we have tough choices today. The three-barred cross. So it's a cross with three crossbars on it. You might have seen those around. Uh, there's lots of them in Alaska, by the way. The um, question is, who uses that? Is it the Rosterite, as Brother Rudy seems to think? Or is it the Byzantines, as Brother Adrian seems to think? What say you, Kim and Tony? 15 seconds on the clock. Ooh, no curveball. I'm trying Rudy. That was Adrian. I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, <laughs> oh, man. oh, the I rust, f- the right. I feel like I failed you there. Ross roping? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, was like they, I didn't know the Jamaicans had their own right. Yeah, wow, the, they right. Uh, play liturgical oh. uh, reggae. Ah, okay. <laughs> Byzantine Catholics was the correct answer. They used a three-barred cross. So now we know. Praise be to God. We learned something new. We get to brag about that later at school today, Tony. Don't worry. We're going to get you in this cup. I think this next one's super easy. The rest of the questions are the hardest questions. This is super easy. You've got this. Don't even... It's going to be zero for three today. We probably should just put their name in the cup and not bother asking. It's going to be zero for (laughs) three. It's just so easy. Here we go. Slam dunk. We're going to go to Adrian this time. That's dangerous. Yeah, I was told that too. Hey, Adrian. Who, me? Yes, you. Oh, yeah, that's my name. Can you tell me what... Is another term for the Magi. The other
4: term for a Magi. Okay. Yes. That would be a warlock. Uh, a warlock. A warlock. Uh huh. Mhm. Okay. It's another term for a Magi. Is it? Mhm. Short sure. for magician. You ever watched that movie, by the way? The warlock. The warlock. Warlock. I didn't know that was a movie. Wow. TV show.
2: Whatever. <laughs> hey, Rudy. Hey, Joe. Can you tell me? I'll try. What is another term for the Magi? You know, it's disputed. Some would say
3: that uh, it's Joe, Rudy, and Adrian.
2: <laughs> some would,
3: and some would say the three wise men.
2: The three wise men. Yes. All right. Hey, Kim and Tony. Uh, Rudy says it's the three wise men. Whereas Adrian says it's a warlock. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? What say you, Kim and Tony? We're voting for Rudy. Rudy sounds very I'm okay. confident. Wow. Survey says so wise. Yeah, easy. Right. So Like Duh. this is like batting practice here. Let's see if we can't triple your chances though in this <laughs> cup. I, I'm gonna say easiest question of all. This is the hardest question we've ever had, actually. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend. This I don't is, know if you guys is, pick up on that. easily literally literally the hardest question we've ever had. This is hardly the easy. No, easily the hard. No, hardly
4: the easiest question we've ever
2: had. This is super easy. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just go with it. It's okay, over. back it's over. back to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me what color is the cassock worn by a cardinal?
3: What color is the cassock, uh, the flowing garb? Uh, it's red, red, or red. or it's black with red
2: trim. Red, yeah. Red or black with red trim. Yeah. Uh, let's see what Brother Adrian says. Adrian, can you tell me maybe what color is the cassock uh-huh. worn by a cardinal?
4: Yes. The cassock worn by a cardinal is white because they can all be elected as popes. They have to be like popes on standby?
2: So true, King. Mm -hmm. Like backup popes? No, they're potential popes. JV popes? They have the potentiality (laughs) for popery. They're definitely not, you know, varsity level popes. (laughs) They're not starter popes. All right. 15 seconds on the clock. What color is the cassock? Kim and Tony, what say you? We're going to have to go to Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Rudy's Let's go. <laughs> You're in for two. <laughs> Congratulations, Kim and Tony. Well played. Don't let that Byzantine thing throw you today, okay? Uh, they have the okay, three-barred okay. cross. You get to brag about that now. Congratulations. And uh, thanks for playing our game again. It's always good to hear from you guys. Enjoy your Lent if we don't talk to you sooner. But we're going to put you on hold and it may be God's holy will that you win on Friday so we'll We'll have to be uh, in touch then. Praise be to God. That is going to do it for the radio side of our show. Thank you all for signing up and taking days on our sacrifice calendar. We're so grateful. There's a few left. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt to pick your day. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed
0: and inspired. Guadalupe Radio Network now
2: brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the Chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas.
6: Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Tuesday of the 8th week in Ordinary Time. The intention for today's Mass Is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Praise my soul, the King of Heaven. To his feet thy tribute bring. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven evermore his praises sing. Alleluia, alleluia, praise the
11: everlasting King. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
6: And with your spirit.
11: Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries.
1: I confess to Almighty Almighty God God and to to you, my brothers brothers and sisters, that I have have greatly sinned sinned in in my thoughts and
6: in my words, in what what I have done and what I I I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my my most grievous fault. fault. Therefore Therefore, I ask, Blessed Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and, and you, to you, my brothers and sisters, and sisters to, to pray, pray for me to, me to the Lord our God.
11: May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
1: Kiri
6: Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christ eleison, Christ eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison,
1: let us spring. Grant us, O Lord, we pray that we, that the course of our world may be directed by your peaceful rule and that your church may rejoice untroubled in her devotion. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.
6: reading from the first letter of saint peter beloved concerning the salvation of your souls the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and investigated it investigating the time and circumstances that the spirit of christ within them indicated when it testified in advance to the sufferings destined for christ and the glories to follow them it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you with regard to the things that have now been announced to you, by those who preach the good news to you, through the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, live soberly, and set your hopes completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of of jesus christ like obedient children do not act in compliance with the desires of your former ignorance but as he who called you is holy be holy yourselves in every aspect of your conduct for it is written be holy because i am holy the word of the lord
9: thanks be to god
6: the Lord, has made known his salvation.
11: the Lord has made known his salvation.
6: Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. The Lord, the Lord has, has made, made known his salvation. his salvation. The Lord has made his salvation known. In the sight of the nations, he has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. The Lord Lord has made made known his salvation. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. The The Lord Lord has made made known his salvation. salvation. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia, Hallelujah!
11: The Lord be with you.
6: And with your spirit.
11: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark.
6: Glory to you, O Lord.
11: Peter began to say to Jesus, we have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you. There is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present house, in present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions." and eternal life in the age to come but many that are first will be last and the last will be first the gospel of the lord praise
6: to you lord jesus christ
11: in the first letter we have this wonderful proclamation of the prophets and in the gospel we have the apostle of apostles the first of the the prince of the apostles saint peter talking about what they've given up to follow the Lord. And so these two offices, these two vocations, these two gifts of the church, prophets and apostles, are very similar. Prophetes in Greek means one who speaks on behalf of another. Apostolos in Greek is one who is sent by another. And both of those Uh, refer to the other. Now, if you're going to speak on behalf of Christ, if you're going to be sent by Christ, the most important is the one of whom you are sent. Because it is very, very possible to think you're speaking on behalf of Jesus and to think you are being sent by Christ, and instead you are sent by self-will. You are speaking on behalf of of yourself, the wonderful post-synodal exhortation from Pope St. John Paul, Catechise Tridende, Catechesis in Our Time, talked about the very profound ascetical spirituality of being a catechist. A catechist is one who echoes back faithfully the message they've received. Catecheo means to echo back. You know, in other words... The sound, the original sound, is not your own. Something you are merely echoing, and it says in number, uh, let's see number thirty-one. I love this quote because it talks about. It says what assiduous study of the word of God transmitted by the Church's magisterium, what profound familiarity with Christ and with the Father, what a spirit of prayer, what detachment from self must a catechist have in order that he can say, "My teaching." Is not mine. We recall that it is, in fact, Jesus who is the apostle of the Father, sent by the Father. Jesus, who is the prophet of the Father, he who said, I speak nothing on my own but only of what I've heard from my Father. And he talked about how he was sent by the Father. And this is a wonderful gift of Trinitarian communion, but it's also what you might call Trinitarian deference that you don't do anything on your own self will it takes a great deal of humility and self emptying for a person to say that they authentically are not speaking from their own self righteousness their own view and what happens very frequently is people uh, will will enter into a situation and they enter it into it with a great deal of egotism this is especially true for people who have Uh, have had a substantial amount of training. (laughs) What I would like to say is, you know, it's called, they've learned enough to be dangerous. Maybe they have a bachelor's degree in theology and they think they know something and they think they are equipped to be able to sing. And that's the problem. They think they know something. They think well of themselves and of their own opinion. And they would also be hurt by a particular situation and respond out of hurt out of anger, out of their own self-will, instead of saying, this is the teaching of Jesus Christ and I'm I'm faithfully transmitting it. And this humility is something that comes from Jesus himself. Now, it, it's interesting that the word prophet and prophet refers to the word and then apostle refers to the sacrament because both of these are a way of transmitting Christ, to transmit him faithfully, it need you need both the mind and the will you need the mind to be completely you know emptied and filled only with the word and you need not the the action of man not the sending of man but you need the action of god the action of christ himself and that comes from the sacrament so one of the first ways to acquire that kind of humility is frequent contact with the word and with the sacrament and if you have contact with jesus's humility you realize that Jesus is the one who empties you. It's kind of, I like to use the analogy of like a cup. If a cup is full of a bunch of mud, and you say, well, let me get rid of all this stuff. And you scoop in there with your hand. You say, I'm going to clean this cup out. Well, guess what? You end up getting dirty. Your hand gets dirty. But if you take that cup and put it underneath a waterfall or a steady stream of water, the water itself cleanses, cleanses the cup all the mud and jesus is the one who empties us of what we think we know of of any kind of holiness and when when the apostle saint peter says be holy as god is holy that means that even the act of emptying ourselves even the act of humility or the act of seeking holiness itself is jesus jesus is the path of of doing that and the more exposure you have to christ through the word and the sacrament the more you acquire, not the knowledge that puffs up, uh, because when you think you know something, especially even spiritual knowledge, you think you know, you know something. Uh, it, it you acquire a certain kind of arrogance if you doesn't if learning does not acquire a certain kind of humility that says, "How am I going to use this to serve my neighbor?" Let us ask in this time, especially this Shrove Tuesday, this Fat Tuesday where we prepare that tomorrow is Lent, that we can really empty ourselves and ask God, what is it you want me to do for Lent? What is it that you, you what, what would you like me to work on? Because usually when you ask that kind of question to God, you get a very different answer than you had originally had sought out. So let us ask the Lord, what is your way of humility, your way of penance, your way of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving for us this coming Lent. Let us acknowledge our sins and bring, up. excuse me, let's, let us uh, bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church that it may shine forth the holiness of Jesus Christ to the nations. For this we pray to the Lord.
6: Lord, hear our prayer.
11: We pray for a upcoming fruitful and holy Lenten season for the faithful, that through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, they may convert themselves to the Lord. For this we pray to the Lord.
6: Lord, hear our prayer.
11: We pray for our Holy Father, all bishops and priests, that they may be the holy men of God that Jesus calls them to be. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord,
6: hear our prayer.
11: We pray for our government leaders. We pray for peace in our time, especially peace in the Ukraine. We pray to the Lord.
6: Lord, hear our prayer.
11: We pray for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord.
6: Lord, hear our prayer.
11: We pray for the sick, the suffering, the poor, that we may respond to Jesus in his disguise of human misery. For this we pray to the Lord.
6: Lord, hear our prayer.
11: And we pray for all of our beloved dead, that they may enter the Father's eternal glory. We pray to the Lord.
6: Lord, hear our prayer.
11: Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear us for make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ and through the powerful intercession of our Mother Mary as we pray together. Hail Hail Mary, full full of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is with with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, women, and and blessed is the the fruit fruit of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen.
6: shall rise to Thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three Persons, blessed Trinity. Holy, 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 all the saints adore Thee. Casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea cherubim and seraphim falling down before thee which word and heart and evermore shall be.
11: Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept
6: the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of
11: all his holy church. O God, who provide gifts to be offered to your name, and count our oblation as signs of our desire to serve you with devotion, we ask of your mercy that what you grant us as source of merit may also help us to attain merit's reward through Christ our Lord. Amen the lord be with you and with your spirit lift up your hearts we lift them up to the lord let us give thanks to the lord our god it is right and just it is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks lord holy father almighty and eternal god for in goodness you created man and when he was justly condemned in mercy you redeemed him through christ our lord through him the angels praise your majesty Dominions adore and powers tremble before you. Heaven and the virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship together with exaltation. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in humble praise as we acclaim.
1: Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus
6: Dominus Deus Abba, Lord, Gloria tua. Hosanna in excelsis benedictus, qui benitin nomine domini, Hosanna in excelsis.
11: You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good.
1: Grow him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All glory and honor is yours for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Projectus salutar moniti, et divin institutione formati, audihimus dicere. Mater noser qui es in
6: chelis, sanctifice Adveniat Regnum Tuhum, Fiat Voluntas Tua, Sicut in Celo, in Terra. Panem nostrum cotidianum Danobis hodhie, Et dimite nobis debita nostra, Sicut et nos Debitoribus nostris, Que tolly pekka tam hundi Me her rain o hobbies on you stay hey
11: Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, says the Lord.
6: An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you, Jesus, my Lord, my God, my all, How can I love Thee as I ought? And how revere this wondrous gift So far surpassing hope or thought sweet sacrament, we Thee adore. O make us love Thee more and more. O make us love Thee more and more. Had I but Mary's sinless heart with which to love thee, dearest king. Oh, with what suffer of fervent praise thy goodness, Jesus, would I sing. Sweet sacrament, we thee adore. O oh, make us love Thee more and more, O oh, make us love Thee more and more.
1: Let us pray. Nourished by your saving gifts, we beseech your mercy, Lord, that by this same sacrament with which you... feed can...
3: The prayer to St. Michael
5: peace always, in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.
4: Is it